All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in Covington, Georgia. SWI Southeast Wildlife Innovations has invited us into the inner sanctum. We're down here. We got Matt Jennings from the game live in the house. Russell Addison. Russell Addison Photography is here. He's shooting a live shoot for us, and we cannot wait to get it underway. As always, my boy Nick Wilson's over on my right. My boy Cody Watson's on the left, and we're here with the man himself, Chandler Elmore, who's making it more and more possible for us to shoot what we do and getting it done. I cannot thank everybody for tuning in, and I cannot thank everyone that surrounded themselves with us here tonight for the love and the comfort they have showed. As y'all can see, if you're following along on the video series, all these deer behind us have been taken in Georgia, with the exception of one going a little bit north to Tennessee, but we won't pan over to that because there ain't no volunteer fans in the house. <laughs> Chandler, I appreciate you having us out tonight. It's going to be fun, and I promise, I promise, this is going to be the best one yet because this is the 20th episode. We didn't announce that today. No, you didn't tell me that. No, we did not. We did not. We started this thing back in November. Two or three episodes in, Matt Jennings got in touch with me, said, you need to call Chandler. We reached out to you, and it's been a partnership that we've been building on, and I cannot wait to see what the future has for us all. So, Chandler, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you inviting us here to do this with you. And all I can say is, uh, are you ready to talk about it? <laughs> We're going to find out one way or another. That's right. <laughs> Nick, you had a good day, man? Absolutely, man. Look at this wall of deer. <laughs> I know. If you, if you look at the scope of what it is, I thought I had a few deer on the wall, and uh, I don't know if all these deer are – Emmets or not? These are Georgia deer. These are Georgia yeah. deer. That's right. And that's, that's something we don't see a lot of in, right. in, in any video that we do. All the guests that we've had on previously, 20 episodes we've shot so far, we've had deer from Illinois. We've had deer from Iowa. We've had a few deer from Georgia there. But when you look at the grand scheme, there's 4,000 that. Probably 4,000 inches worth of antler on the wall. I don't know. I, I'm Unreal. not very good at math. As y'all heard on the yeah, previous post, I'm not good at math. math. So it's a good, good sign that George is on the up and I guess on the upswing of things. And uh, maybe it's a sleeper state that people are going to be pitching into soon. This is the first out of studio, studio yeah. podcast that we've done. It may be the first out of studio podcast that we've done, but I almost feel at home here. Absolutely. You know, Emmett's invited mm -hmm. us they into this home. Shout out house. to him. It, it, they've made it great for us. They've fed us. We've had some good laughs already. I saw a table full of airheads outside that I hold. I hope he don't turn his back because I almost feel like my pockets need to be full of some airheads before I leave here because that's a great thing to see. So, Cody, you doing all right, buddy? Hey, I'm excited. Excited to be here. It's we a lot of fun. You know, we got Caden tagging along with us. He's our equipment manager. He's become a little, <laughs> little tag along on the side, and he's a great asset to what we're trying to do. So, I guess with everything that's going on in the backstory of stuff, I want to go right into what uh, I don't know if I want to say what your first impression when you got that phone call from me was, but I kind of want to know, Chandler, what was that first impression when Matt told you, hey, these, these boys in North Georgia want to do a podcast? What do you think about it? Well, I don't even know if he told me. Oh, I did think he? he just called me. What? Mm -hmm. I think that is what happened, really. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He sent me your number. I gave you a call, and I thought right off the rip, you know, me and you could get along great because I guess it's you grew up farming. I grew up on a chicken farm, picking up dead chickens every weekend. Yeah, I grew up on a farm, and all I ever wanted to do was get off of it, and now I wanted to just go back. That's right. <laughs> Ain't it funny how we run from oh, yeah. those things when we're younger, mm -hmm. and then we want to chase them back. So as we said earlier, SWI, 
Southeast Wildlife Innovations. That's been a brand that you've been building on. What year did you actually get started in it? Uh, well, it was started in 2017. As a formal company. Yeah. I guess you began working on the with backstory a, with it. A $100 bill and called the Secretary of State on my birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. Was, I said, When's I your birthday? June 15th. So June fifteenth of sixty uh, five. Nah, oh, no, you're not. That old. <laughs> Everybody's sketching him off. He's not that old. And listen, he's sitting in a lower chair than me, which is why I look bigger than him. I promise you that. So with SWI beginning, what was your first thoughts when you got into it? I mean, was it a nerve wracking experience for you? Oh yeah, because I mean, I didn't have a clue what all was going to entail from there. And if you'd have told me now, if you'd have told me then that we would have all that we have now and be doing all the things we have now to so see you're crazy. Right. What wanted you, what wanted you to reach out to those people and, and show them your product other than what, what was on the market now? What, what drove you to do that? I wanted to be able to provide, well, a lot of people came to me and were asking me to help them with the things that we were already doing on our own places. So to manage those deer yeah, herds. Cause it all started those. out as planting food plots and, Habitat. And, because you started off as a, a seed provider, correct? Well, no. I mean, I planted and did all the, you know, food plots, habitat, different changes, yeah. manipulating the property to make it better, entry exits, all those kind of things for people. And then the products that we actually have stemmed from that. You kind of you kind of took what was on the market and developed a strategy to give a better product that's well, out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, when I started, it was just a matter of planting people's food plots. Right. And I wanted to have the very best that I could. That's why I ended up seeking out real world. And then, lo and behold, I ended up with Ray, who's a mentor, and Genesis, and all those things, because I wanted to provide the very best that I could, not only for the hunters and the people that own the property, but for the animals that are on it as well. Right. And so when you got into that whole, I, I guess, coming from, you know, a farm guy, you were in the, uh, the in the, the building industry. So you had a little insight into the business side of things and how to operate that. But you got into the outdoor industry and it carried over to you providing a product that, you know, it ultimately, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say this. When, when before I had ever heard who Chandler Elmore was or SWI, Cody had turned me on to the Attracts brand. Right. They were selling it up where we live. Cody called me. He said, dude, you got to try this stuff out. And and I'll be the first to tell you, I'm like, man, I'm pouring out corn. I don't know. You know, I got corn. This stuff's, you know, at this price point, and I think I can just throw a bag of corn out here. Within two weeks of pouring out my first bag of Attracts, I had doubled down on the amount of deer that I was seeing, and I was also mm-hmm. seeing deer in daylight that I had never seen before because they were – as you told me, fighting to get that product to build on the energy that they oh, yeah. were there. And which we'll get into that a little bit later. As we go, I want you to explain what the product is. I want you to tell me what it does. I want you to, you know, go into the protein side of it. And I want you to tell me what's coming for the future. And all that's coming down the, you know, the pipeline for us on this show. But I want you to take me back to the very beginning of when you first got into the hunting, I guess as a... Uh, as a, a as a passion, you know, when when did it really kick off for you as a kid? You know, or was it oh, when yeah, you were I was older? A kid sitting in my dad's lap, I killed my first deer at eleven, sitting in dad's lap, and my first turkey when the very first time I ever went turkey hunting was with my uncle, it was a great caller, and that was in the seventh grade, and killed a bird with a ten and a half inch beard, inch and a half spurs, and. 
Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be easy after that. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. and But it's all Georgia yeah. stuff. You you spent yeah. your, your whole, I guess, the accumulation of when you began, you were hunting in Georgia, right? Oh, South Georgia. Yeah, so there you go. You know, grow, no, growing up. we near where I'm at now. You know, growing up as myself hunting in Putnam County and – and I know Watson hunted a little bit down south. We didn't we didn't put feed out, you know. We didn't put corn out. It wasn't a thing, but food plots were always a thing. So I guess that's what really got you into planting those food plots and areas because we would find an old log land and we would turn it up during the summer and plant it. So I'm sure that's what drove you first. So where did you go once you started? Once you got into the age of hey, let's plant some food plots. Who did you reach out to 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 start inspiring you to help those things? As far as better products, yeah, better products, yeah. Uh, well, I did a lot of research myself, but then um, that's what led me to real world. And I was willing to drive, you know, to the other side of Alabama to get it. Right. Originally. And then that. Uh, what, what was you driving over there for that you couldn't get, what you couldn't get in Georgia? Clover and chicory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. What 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 of those seeds? Clover and chicory and Maximizer Mineral was what I was going to go get. But that was because I simply had to have the best. And when you compare the tags – there's not any comparison to it. And that's a better late season food crop for Georgia, correct? No, that's all year. It's all year all year. Mm-hmm. So do they do they are they more attracted to that even when the acorns are on the ground, white oaks, red oaks? Are they still hitting that at Clover and Chicory I use as a base. Okay. That's gonna feed those animals year round. Okay. Okay. Um there are times where it's not as attractive. I mean in the middle of the summer, we're in the south. So it doesn't like the heat. Um but it provides great food source for them throughout the entire year. Easy to maintain and easy to grow here. Okay. Now, do you do any studies when you're doing these, when you're helping people or you're helping yourself, do you do any studies on the soil with UGA? I do soil samples with UGA all the time. Yeah. That's the very first thing we do. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels and wasting money. Okay. So you're not getting uh, the University of Alabama to do no. your soil. You're, no, 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 you're no, not no, getting no. them to do your soil samples. No, you're actually sending no. them over to it's the Bulldogs. The yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. Well, as Nick said, you know, you first got into, you know, I guess the exploration of the different seeds that would work here, and you've really developed a strategy as far as land development for folks and how to make their land better. And I guess we haven't really gotten into that on our mm-hmm. side with what SWI actually founded as. It really founded as a land development company. Yeah. And when I say development, that's... Manipulating the property to make it better for that person to be able to hunt it effectively. And then do these kind of things. Because I think nine of these deer off of the same 100 acres. Yeah. And so this is beside the supplemental feeding side of it. Oh, yeah, that came later. Right. That came later. I mean, uh, initially it was all about... What we planted, how we planted it, how it did, um, providing food throughout the entire year. Um, you know, we always fed protein, and we fed a bunch of different kinds of protein. But then the way Supreme came about was because I never got the results that I wanted from the things I was feeding. How many antler inches are you seeing on average now compared to what you were seeing before with using prior products? And you don't have to mention any names. We yeah. don't do that. You know, you and I have talked about that. Yeah. We're not we're not here to bash anybody no. else, but we're here to promote what we've got mm-hmm. and tell the results of what it is. Mm-hmm. So average antler growth year to year? Average, well, I can say from on pretty much every farm, going from nothing or going from a feeding program that we had in place where we were testing other products, putting Supreme on it, we averaged 
between our four to five year old jump, thirty seven inches, I think. So thirty seven inches wow. from a four to five year old. Now that was in South that's, Georgia. No, that's here. That's these two deer. Right Won't here. everybody hear that? That deer's on a completely different farm. He's eighteen inches on one side. We're Middle Georgia right we're here. Middle Georgia, yeah. We're not Piedmont. even. We're not even. Yeah, we're Piedmont. Piedmont. We're not even. Yeah. We're not even in the south. You know what they considered the big buck capital of you know Georgia right now. Southwest, no. That's right. I grew up in southeast, so. So we're talking Middle Georgia, thirty-seven antlers of antler growth, and what? All right, so we're talking supplemental feeding program through the protein. That was on average. That's not every deer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every deer is. is All you're ever going to do is take that deer to his best potential. Right, right. I always say you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you've got Danny DeVito's. I mean, (laughs) but you're going to make it the best Danny DeVito you can or the best Arnold that you can. That's right. So, in uh, retrospect, for everybody out there that listens to the show, I'm a deer without protein, and Nick's a deer with protein. <laughs> that's what. That's oh, what you're, he just here agrees and takes a drink. Well, hey, that's, that's how you're pumped up, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just. Is this heavy, gets into the fat I'm, I'm heavy boned, so yeah, I'm we're heavy, heavy on this side, light on that side. So yeah. we've been, I think, think been, y'all can take us. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you, you you go into the protein feeding, and what is your most valuable asset as it becomes? You know, are you pouring the protein on the ground? Are you feeding it oh, in a no. trough feeder? or You know, and I think that's well, what a lot of people don't understand. Feeders. Okay. I started in trough feeders. And then but the thing about it is, is all the other animals you're feeding. Right. I mean, you can have turkeys standing in the middle of a trough feeder. Raccoons, I mean, whatever it may be. So best to feed the protein out of is? I prefer a gravity feeder. Okay. And that's a four-channel gravity feeder? Yeah, four to three. Okay. Depending on the size of the feeder. I mean, you can get over four. I mean, so I've got a gravity feeder I've put up at my house. Mm-hmm. Is there something I can do to entice deer to start eating out of a gravity feeder? They've never oh, seen yeah. this. Well, item. when you put a gravity feeder on a place or any kind of feeder, I always say you're putting an alien in the bedroom. Absolutely. So you got to get the deer over the feeder before you can ever benefit from them, you know, consuming the feed itself. Right. So what's the best way? No, it tracks easily. I so, mean, that goes in – it was designed to go – with any use without limitations, whether it be a gravity feeder, spin feeder, trough feeder, tube feeder, throw it on the ground, sling it there, I don't care. But um, the thing about it is, is I'll put it around the base, and I'll put some in the very bottom of the feeder. I'll put Supreme in, and then usually I'll put a tracks on top just for the smell. Okay. You know, just to get them over the feeder. I don't put the tracks five, six, eight foot away. I mean, I'm within three foot. And I, I think, want them to be right up on that feeder. And I think that's a big question for, I, I guess, South Georgia has been a, a a predominant, you know, hunt over bait for a long time. We in the North Georgia region weren't able to do that for an extended period of time legally. And, you know, that's something that came about in the last couple of years. And folks are kind of putting more feeders out. They're keeping them full all year long because oh, yeah. they want to promote them. more people managing property now. A- absolutely. Georgia. So a gravity-fed feeder – and we've told them this as a supplier of this product now. They've came to me and they've said, what do I need to do to get these deer to eat this product? Mm-hmm. And that's the key thing that I wanted to point out. We're able to put the attracts mm-hmm. as the base, and once they're used to eating it, the protein will come after. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the attracts is to get them at the feeder. Right. Very rarely do I actually use attracts in a feeder. Okay. Um, unless it's this time of the year from the dead winter after the rut all the way up until the spring green up. And at that point, uh, yeah, I'll put a one bag of attracts per 
four bags of Supreme, not because the Supreme needs it, but for the energy level in the attracts. Okay. And we'll go into the science of that attracts oh, yeah. in a minute, but can you run me through what the protein is as far as the crude? You know, kind of explain what the science is behind the protein or what made you decide on this blend as far as what we, you know, consider supreme well, protein. I wasn't really uh, deciding on a particular blend. I wanted to design something that was geared towards a wild whitetail. Nothing in an enclosure, a wild whitetail that has all the browse level and everything that they need. The mother nature provides because mother nature does it best anyway. Right. Um, so that being said, I ended up talking with a nutritionist out of Pennsylvania and we sat down and talked about what we wanted and the animals that we wanted to target with this particular feed. Um, and that's how Supreme was born because it's geared completely towards a wild animal. Um, is a 14% protein content, um, derived of wheat mids and soybean meal is closest um, source of our roughage that you can get to what nature already provides. Right. Um, and then from that point, we put a direct fed microbial in it, DFM, um, pre and probiotics and high in energy as well. And then a yeast level to it that created a, neutral pH in a rheumatary gut. Okay. Um, and by doing that, it's very similar to putting lime on a field or a food plot or whatnot. You want to get that neutral pH to where that plant can intake everything you're putting into yep. it. Same thing with a whitetail. We got a neutral pH in that gut to where they can then benefit and utilize the most possible from what na- Mother Nature provides, whether it be woody brows, privy, I mean, I, you know, whatever it may be. Honeysuckle, what I mean, whatever. All the way down to all the things that we provide, whether it be soybeans, clover, chicory, um, alfalfa, whatever it may be. Now we go into the attracts. Mm-hmm. All right, attracts has become a I almost considered a common name in the household of anybody that's <laughs> listened to us, and, and you know, you can consider it at the top tier of anybody out there that's using any kind of feed. Attracts is up there with them, and there's people out there that'll argue anything under the sun. And there's people out there that are going to argue that attracts may not be the best, but in our own personal, you know, use yeah, of the absolutely. product, we've seen it work as good as anything we've mm-hmm. ever put out there. Now, a little bit later in the broadcast, we're going to bring on a, a field tested representative of the product. And I don't want to throw his name out there yet, but I said it earlier. And if you talk too much, his head gets a little bigger and he may not be able to get these headphones on. <laughs> although he's talking about you, but in the attracts, what is the key component of a tracks and what makes it, you know, what makes it work? Well, it's made up of a few different things, but I mean, before you get into that, you can talk about why tracks became to be because it always goes back to the same thing, providing the best we can for the hunters and for the animals. Because the whole key to a tracks, there's not any gimmick behind it. We don't do gimmicks. We don't use anything that we don't sell, but it became legal debate here. Yep. It's already in South, like you said. It came legal debate here, and everybody kept asking me, are you going to carry corn? you going to carry corn? you going to carry corn? No, I'm not going to carry corn. It's and, just and, and, and because explain. it's not very digestible at all. Um, you can cause acidosis. I mean, you, a whole bunch of stomach problems, scours, all those kind of things. Um, so I sat down with the same my same nutritionist in Pennsylvania um, and said, I want an attractant, but I want it to be, number one, healthy. 
right? As healthy as we can provide. Number two, I want it to be limitless as far as the use. Um, those were the main two goals. But so we had, we've got reclean corn in it, which all of which has been tested um, for parasites and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we have uh, roasted peanuts, roasted soybeans, and then a proprietary high-energy fat nugget. And the energy level in it tracks is what truly drives them crazy. I mean, that's their version of a coffee or Red Bull, whatever it may be at the time of year that they need it when they're chasing, fighting, rubbing, you know. And then that's why I also mix it one bag per four just right. for the energy level in it. It doesn't provide any more uh, nutritional value other than that to the Supreme. Supreme's a much more nutritional total feed, which is why it's pelletized because the deer's, you know, top two or three sorter in the world. Right. So what you'd have with a whole grain product type, like a Trax, as far as a protein type feed, they're going to pick through and get what they want. The next deer, the next animals that come along, you know, it's, they get been, what's it's already been picked through. Right. right. Um, with Supreme, you know, we can put the technology in it, but then we're feeding uniformly across the board, no matter when that animal comes. Right. So you've went through the Supreme Protein. Mm-hmm. You've went through the Supreme Attracts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rewind a little bit here. Take me back, and you said, you know, I guess hunting with, with your dad, sitting on his lap, mm-hmm. and, and I always like to do this. Take me back to those first few memories, you know, when you began hunting and what you've seen as far as a difference between what you're doing then and what you're doing now. Oh, as a kid, I didn't have a clue. The, you had a clue you wanted to now, kill a deer. The part where it really changed was opening weekend in 2000. I was home from school, and I ended up killing that deer with my bow then, and that's what really set it off. You know, just the desire to, after that, to pick one and hunt that particular deer. So you started from 2000 on kind of picking. As, as in getting, like, sure enough serious about, I'm going to pick one deer and I want to hunt him. And you now, were granted, using trail there, cameras now, then? granted, there you have surprise deer and all that kind of right, stuff. Right. I mean, you know, you got to have options. Because they don't always play along. <laughs> no, it's, like they didn't, it's like he didn't this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that and I always enjoyed just the hunting aspect of it. But what really got me ticking and what really made my mind work the most is picking one. Right. Kind of targeting that one bug oh, yeah. and getting after him. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, as we've went along through this, you know, it's kind of been, uh, I, I guess, a, a, a more of an informational standpoint of it. And you went into the favorite hunting portion where it really got you started in 2000. But, you know, you said your your, your dad got you into the hunting side mm-hmm. of it. And uh, old dad, is he still, still with oh, us dad, and still yeah. out oh, there yeah. hunting? yeah, dad's a guide. He guides in Texas, sells, uh, he has an outfitting service. Okay. Um. He spends more time in Texas hunting than he does anywhere now. I mean, I I can't hardly get him to hunt in Georgia. I, mean, <laughs> I can't play. I can't really play. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he's actually got one up here. but And that's the biggest deer he's ever killed in the southeast outside of Texas. That's but awesome. uh, was also off that same 100 acres. Well, you're that very fortunate and blessed, you know, as as we all three are, you know, oh, yeah. still have dad hunting oh, with yeah. you and getting out mm-hmm. there and trying to get after it. Mm-hmm. So that that's awesome, Turkey you know. Hunting. 
Turkey. Turkey hunting. Oh, now, yeah. listen. Uh, hold on. Here. I hold on. Me go go on with spring. it. Pump yeah. your brakes. <laughs> we ain't down here. We ain't down here <laughs> yeah, to talk about. Well, we actually are because I don't care about turkey hunting, but everybody sitting around <laughs> me does. I'm hearing turkey fans flopping in the background. No. There's somebody over here on the squawk box. There's a turkey right calling. there behind you. Squawk box. Well, you can't see that turkey, but don't pan up. You might see one up above us. So <laughs> I, I do got a couple questions okay, about, go the, ahead, Nick. about the tracks and the protein. What time? I know you said you you typically do one to four. Is that seasonal? That's new. That is only up until spring green up. Spring green up, yeah. and then from winter, you know, the end of deer season up until spring green up. You don't have to do that. I mean, Supreme's great by itself. Okay, I just do it for the boosted up energy level because the healthier I can have that animal when he sheds his antlers, the healthier he can be, the better off he's going to be on regrowth. Okay, I'm going I'm going to speak for probably. 60% of the hunting in Georgia. People don't get geared up probably till late August, early September, right before season mm-hmm. starts. What do you think the pattern should be for them to start feeding this for them? Like what what percentage protein? What per, Is the protein even necessary then? If they're just going to start then? Yes. No, yes. I mean, if, if you're going to be into this, then it needs to be year-round. Okay. But so if they do start late, well, late start August, the tracks, yeah. If they do start late August, they just need to go for the tracks. Well, oh. yeah. I mean, they want to find out what's there. I suggest they start that during the summertime. Yeah, and then it also goes back to what you're saying about land management, with you know taking care of the property, like you said, the hundred acres you guys got. You probably keep fall timber in there to keep deer bedded in there. You know, Georgia, we're full of pines. Pines grow up, they harvest them off, and then it doesn't grow back. You know, it grows back thick opens back up so how much how important is land management to a piece of property in georgia oh that's crucial yeah 100 percent. the whole habitat of it i mean you can have a monoculture or you can have a smorgasbord and all that depends on what you do with it right and i mean that 100 acres you're talking about i don't want you we've got quite a few farms now but that 100 acres that's a lease so i can't manipulate that but so many ways right but the one cool thing about that place that changed the most is there's no natural water there so we brought water in Really? Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, that's big. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. We brought water in. How and do you, then we how do changed you... how we hunted it completely to go from, you know, we're going to go get in this stand today. No, we're going to think about it. We're going to be dropped off on the highway if we need to. Wherever you got to go to hunt from the outside in with a safe wind and create the best safe zone we can for that particular property. And I try to do that on all my customer properties as well. Okay, okay. So how, how if it's if it's managed by someone else, how often does the – does the timber company or whoever owns it come in there and take care of the timber on it, or how do you make a bedding area for them? Well, yeah, we got pines here, so right. burns, fires, um, oh, cutting timber, thinning it. Yeah. I mean, it's all a matter of the age class of the timber that's there. Okay. You know, and that's just a, a hands-on, got to look at it and go through it. Right. I mean, typically you're going to plant, you're going to first year thin 15 years later or so, and then, you know, I like a fourth row thin, and then from that point, you're going to come back another five, six years, thin it again, and then you're going to end up eventually with a plantation-type deal. And if you handle that right with your burns and your fires and keep the underbrush where it needs to be to let sunlight hit the ground, then you've got it made. That's right. That's right. It's a matter of uh, pine trees are a very fast That's right. progression. You know, oaks are not. So – Whereas we're so much different from, say, the Midwest and all, you know, because if you don't deal with pine trees here, I mean, you're missing out. That's right. And, you know, as far as the management of them, manage them correctly and finding a balance between timber management 
and wildlife. A medium, a happy medium is what I always have to look at on the farms that I'm on because, I mean, you want to maximize the money aspect of it, but to fully maximize the money aspect, you're going to lose some of the wildlife, you know, because a deer lives at five foot and below. That's right. That's right. Touching on what you were saying, Nick, about feeding later in the season when you're not feeding all year round, you know, this year, for example, or this past year, for example, for me, I picked up a piece of property late, um, right before deer season started, and um, I had had I had had some corn out, and I'd been sharing pictures with Alex, and it was just a small track of property, and I had a few small bucks and a handful of does, and about that time is when I found out about the attracts, um, just through, you know, a friend of mine, and I got to putting it out, and within a week, I had five new bucks on that property. And, you know, my son, Alex, can attest to that. And I had a target buck already. And just by solely going to the attracts in early season, I was able to pattern that deer who wasn't showing up for, you know, four or five weeks prior to then showing up like clockwork every day coming to that attracts. And I was able to harvest him that first opening weekend of, of bow season. And I was like, okay. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, it sealed yeah. the deal for me as far as the tracks go, and, and what it you know it, it provides something. I don't care what anybody out there thinks. If your neighbor's feeding corn and I'm feeding the tracks, guess where your deer's going to be? Oh, yeah, they're going to walk right past. The corn. What is the aroma in the tracks? Mainly the peanuts. Okay, it does have a very mild apple flavored oil coating. This you know allows for longer ground feed time, but you can't smell it. I mean, I can't. Right. All I smell is peanuts. <laughs> right. Yeah, that right. when you open yeah. the bag, it's peanuts oh, yeah. galore. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's the cool thing about setting up a feeder, too, like you talked about. I mean, you go out there and feed a tracks, I don't know, for a week, let them get into it. They recognize that smell. Mm-hmm. Then you pop up your feeder with that same smell in it and around it and all that. It's a lot more comfortable for them. Yeah. So late season, I went to a new piece of property, throw the feeder up, and I took some advice that you had given with setting my timers on my feeder. Now, a lot of people think you have to keep a feeder going two, three times a day to keep deer coming to it. And you made a very, very key point to me. I want to make them work for it. Well, exactly. And I did that. So I set it for five seconds at 8.15 in the morning, once a day. Mm-hmm. At 8.10, you could see deer walking across the field coming to that feeder and it was almost a competitive thing for them. Oh, yeah. They would get there and they would fight for it because they were only getting, you know, five seconds worth. What are you talking, you know, a cup full of feed that mm-hmm. was thrown out and they're fighting for it. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of us get when we're wanting to provide feed. And it's legal to bait here. And I got, if it's legal, I say go for it. We oh, support yeah. legal whatever. Hunting. I yeah. support yeah. any kind of legal hunting method right. that you want to do. And if you're putting your feed out there and you want it to be supplemental, you need to feed the protein. If you're wanting it to be something to get deer to come to you when you're there, you need to set those oh, yeah. feeder times. And that's something that's you brought to my attention. You set the feeder times and you make them work for it. I mean, I, it it doesn't do me any good to have it full-time, nonstop, free choice, 24 hours a day. Because that deer's going to come when he wants to then. Mm-hmm. Right. I want him to come when I want him to come. That's right. So, and they know that they want it, but – it's a matter of getting there first. Right. So early season or late season, do you early. see more success? Oh, I love it? early. I, I always yeah. love the first two weeks of bow season. That's my favorite time of the year. Because I guess as they're, far on, as deer hunting. they're still on that feeding pattern of that oh, yeah. time. Well, I mean, I've got, you've either got a big deer at a feeder or a round of feeder or soybeans or whatever. You don't. I mean, you can either shoot does if you don't. 
if you do, then you're going to hone in on that one particular animal. Right. And that's what we love to do is, I say, you know, pick one. You know, um, Emmett had a great hunt on that deer right there. And that was the uh, that was the second day of the season. And that deer had a lot of history. I mean, I, I've personally let him go 11 times at three and four years old. And we finally pinned down where he was, put a feeder in there. A pine tree. Yeah, he picked a pine tree that he knew I couldn't get into. One hundred percent knew I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he knew I couldn't get into it. But the key thing was, is we educated that early season sit. Every time we went in there, every single time we're in the truck, diesel motor running, never cut the truck off, ever. Make all kinds of noise with the feeder, whatever. You know, it's business as usual. They don't really have a. Uh, a calendar to say when it starts. Oh yeah, right. You know, yeah, like everybody thinks they do. It's just how you treat it leading up to that. Exactly. And what we did was we trained that deer to know what we were doing. We were come in, we did our thing at the feeder, and we left. Except those two days, I left him sitting in a tree <laughs> that I couldn't get into. <laughs> and, oh, they and, called his buddy oh, out. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I'm sitting up at the top of the hill waiting on him to call me and. The second afternoon he did. And, I mean, as soon as I drive off, he'd have, I'd have to wait for him to literally be completely in the tree, ready to go, air knock the whole nine yards before I could pull off. And I'm beating on a feeder. I'm not trying to be quiet about a door or anything like that. Because, I mean, as soon as you start sneaking around in a situation like that, you're busted. Uh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. pick up on I that. I mean, game over. It's a whole lot easier for us, for that deer to pattern us than it is for us to pattern him. That gets your notepad oh, yeah. out because that's a good takeaway right easier. there. I mean, if I walk into your bedroom and I move stuff around, you're going to notice, right? Well, I don't usually sleep in the bedroom. Well, I'm I mean, usually on the couch in there because <laughs> you know I, mean. I get in trouble. Because he talks so too called, much. I talk too much, so she throws me on yeah. the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I mean, you're going to notice things out of place. Things change. If my keys right. move, I know it's my wife. Yeah. If a limb's moved in the woods, a deer know it's a hunter. The big thing about, you know, getting ready for deer season, you talk about people going in there uh, late August and September. That's right. It's right before the season. That's right. All you're doing is pushing them out 100%. That's why deer season, next deer season started before this one ever ended. That's right. Um, because we make all of our changes. <laughs> Chandler yep. just coined his own T-shirt right <laughs> there. The next deer season starts well, before I mean, that one ended. You know, that's that's why we only do consulting on property from the end of deer season to the spring green up. Number one, the turkeys start gobbling. But it's just dishonest to me to go in and look at a piece of property when I can't see what happened during deer season. Because the only time you're ever going to manipulate a herd is actually during the season, you know, when you can kill them. Right. But for me, deer season never ends. I mean, it's all year. It just matters to when I can kill them and when I can't. That's right. Yeah, that's definitely interesting to hear, you know, and and we all like to think that we want to be starting when deer season ends. And for the generalized hunter out there that, that probably is uh, not – they probably don't have the opportunity to spend as much time in the woods as a lot of us do. You know, they're yeah. the one guy that's getting out there at the beginning, two weeks before bow season, he's going to hang his stand. And realistically, he may not be benefiting himself by doing that. And – but if he can find time to go out there and hang that stand two weeks before the season starts, he could have found time to go out there and hang that stand three months before it started. Yeah. That's, that's that just is, a matter of yeah, personal choice. That is very choice. true. 
Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It's bare, it, it's making time. Yeah, you make time you for make your passions. Time to do it. Yeah. yeah, and I actually like to go and. Well, a lot of times we don't end up able to do it, but I prefer to hang my sets late spring before it gets real hot down here. Okay. You know, I might I've never stra- I've never done that. I might have the straps loose, but I'm gonna go in and limb up, cut whatever I'm gonna cut. You know, hang the set, loosen the straps on it, not to hurt the tree, and go back in right before the season because I'm typically gonna go through somewhere anyway, at least once. And check it, and I'm going to tighten down the straps, and it's ready to go. I don't have to go in there and clank around and bang around and all that. So let's say a one-acre food plot in North Georgia. Mm-hmm. Am I better off going in in the spring and bush hogging that plot, or am I better off going in there late winter and burning that plot? Huh. Well, I mean, burn's always going to be great because you're always going to put potash back in it. Okay. Um, and I use burns when food plots or fields get up to where it's just too much to deal with with a set of discs. Okay. No, I don't want to fight that. It's a lot easier just to burn it off, right. and then you're just melting butter when you run through it. Yep. So, I mean, you're always going to benefit either way about it. Even when you bush hog, you're going to uh, cut down what's there, and that's going to turn to organic matter. You know, same is, thing. Is fertilizer. organic matter better than burn? No, it's, it's or is it? I mean, I'm just curious. Organic matter is going to build more soil. The burn and the potash that goes into it is similar to a fertilizer. Okay. Which, I mean, they both are similar to a fertilizer, but uh, because that plant's going to break down after you cut it, that's going to turn into your topsoil layer. Yep. Eventually. But I've got a heavy topsoil layer, Mm -hmm. you know, that's already there. I've planted that food plot over the last, say, four, five, six years, and it's kind of gotten, you know, a little bit of weedy in it. I don't necessarily spray it, whatever may be. I'm planning on going and planting it, you know, Labor Day. And only reason that is... I'm speaking for people that are, you know, the common hunter. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the, you know, 30% of us that are trying to prepare in the spring and plant our spring plots, whatever it may be. But I'm talking for that normal guy that's only able to get out there. And I know we've talked about it. So, you know, it's it's better for him to get out there early. But if he's getting there, let's say in late July, and he's able to do something with it, should he burn, in your opinion? Well, that's a situational thing. That depends on the situation there. Right. And I can't accurately answer that unless I see that particular situation in purpose. I mean, one, you have, at one time you're going to cut it, and another time you might burn it. It okay. just depends on what you're dealing with. I guess it's all As it, far it, as if somebody's going to go in and put in a food plot, and they're only going to do it, you know, once a year, then I'm going to suggest always the fall. Number one, you're going to have better temperatures. You're going to have better um, I guess you'll rainfall. Be your you're going to have weeds that are dying out. You're not going to have as much competition, those kind of things. But go in and get it ready, but don't be in such a rush to plant it. Do the prep work first, but then wait for Mother Nature to tell you when to actually be putting seed in the ground. Because, I mean, so many times I see people, they want to plant everything first part of September. And, yeah, if you got great weather, that can be good, but you can also have a whole bunch of hurricanes come through that suck out all the moisture out of there. Yeah, they they sound good when they're coming because you know you got rain coming. Problem is, you're going to germinate. and There's going to be nothing behind it except hot. So hey, makes a lot of sense. Hey, I, absolutely, I've, I've planted early season for for years. You know, Labor Day weekend, maybe the weekend after. You know, early bow season. We may not even hunt that spot till gun season. So a lot of times we do get in there, like you said, early fall. You know, times are starting to change then for Georgia. So and when you go in there, don't try to be quiet about it. Right. Make the noise. Make as much noise as possible. Right. Yeah. 
It's definitely interesting to hear a different concept on how to plant a food plot. And key thing you said 30 minutes ago, make your soil prep work. Oh, yeah. That's Find out first. what you need. That's so. first. And, I mean, a soil sample is the most simple thing that you can do. You go out and say you got one acre food plot. I'm going to go out and I'm going to pull four or five samples. I'm going to mix them all up. I'm a little bag you got. You fill it out and send it off to UGA. <laughs> <laughs> Go dogs! And uh, you know it's going to still tell be you, waiting on if you said it in Alabama. It's going to tell you what you need on your lime requirements. You know, fertilizers. Right. Mainly, the lime is what I pay the most attention to. That pH level is was key. The pH levels was key as far as that food plot, and what also translates into that whitetail's gut, like we talked about with Supreme. You know, it's going to tell you whether or not you need to put lime on it because a lot of times I have people just lime stuff just to lime it. And might not need it. They don't even look at it and see if they need it. Right. And, and, I mean, you can almost get anything to grow in Georgia, but to get it to last is the problem. You know, to get that fertilizer on that proper lime, like you said, all these pine trees are sucking everything out of the ground. Oh, yeah. So I do have a question about the block here. Mm-hmm. When should you put those blocks out and how – as far as putting them out, what time of year should you start putting those blocks out? You can put the block out at any point in time during the year. And it's a, it still holds a 14% protein content. But the thing about that particular block is, is we took a Trax, turned it into a block form, and the only problem with that was you take the roasted peanuts, and that tends to turn into roasted peanut butter. So we added a sunflower seed to it just for another grain, and then we added a pre and probiotics to it. So it's got, uh, as far as blocks go, it has the attractiveness of a tracks, but then it's also the healthiest block on the market. Okay. And what I've noticed, you know, you get a lot of deer hitting it, but the later it goes on into the season, the more I've noticed the older age class. I mean, I've had bucks come in and just take over and don't allow anything to bother it. How's it doing the elements of the weather? Oh, it's done very well. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Should you, should you just put it out or should you break it up? No, I, when I put it out, I'll take pocket knife and cut the wrapper off. And I personally take my pocket knife and I'll mar up the edges of it a little bit. And I just think that's because it helps them bite off a piece more than anything. I mean, yeah, you bust the smell up a little bit more and it's a little bit stronger, but I don't know, with a little bit rougher edge to it, I think they can grab them, you know, right. what they need. Because a block is... Same thing with a feeder. I mean, you got to teach them what that block is. Yeah. I mean, they don't understand what that cube is until you get them to actually try it. But just like I've a salt ne- lick. I've, yeah, I've never seen a block perform like that, period, anywhere. And that's not because it's just a tracks. I mean, I've never been a block person, honestly. Yeah. I haven't. Um, but I've also never seen one perform like that. Do you guys dip, dab in any minerals? Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We'll get to that, some of the later things. That, okay, I want to know okay, what's so, next. That, that's, that's the part of the what's next. Okay, perfect, perfect. So with the block, you know, all year long, something that keeps them in the area, gives them a little snack, I guess you would want to call mm-hmm. it, you know, pass by. Get I what like a want. good snack. Well, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I do too. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah. I burn a lot of snacks <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. The pre and probiotics in it. Is that like a fudge it's round for Dean? Fudge round yeah. snack? <laughs> <laughs> Is well, it a fudge round or a star crunch, Chandler? Yeah. Well, that and it goes back to the health of the animal. They know that it's good for them. Right. 
at a time of year that they need it. Right. So the same with any of the products that we make ourselves and, you know, and, and provide for the public, it, it's all based around the health of the animal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to know the difference if I blindfold you and I give you Taco Bell versus Flames Steakhouse in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, mm. you're going to. You're going to know. Same thing yeah, with absolutely. them. They know what's best for them. They know what makes them feel good. They know what makes them not feel good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, mean, I know just, when I eat you know, a good I mean, a good line. Mexican restaurant, or I eat Taco Bell, my belly <laughs> definitely knows that. That's so why. how long does a block last generally? Uh, that depends on the amount of deer on it. Okay. You know. There's no set amount of time to it. It's definitely going to outlast the tracks, um, you know, because the tracks, and we have to, we spread that a good bit to make them work for it. But on average, a week. Okay. Where they're used to blocks. Right. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, I've never used blocks other than the, you know, a yeah. salt block or whatever it and may I mean, be. And I put them, when we tested them, I put them on properties that I know I've tested other blocks before and they won't touch them. I mean, will not touch them. That hundred acres that we talked about a few yep, times. Yep. I've put other blocks out there, and you, uh, uh-uh. uh, they don't put that them. out there, and it's like I didn't know I was teaching them to play soccer. <laughs> I mean, they're on camera just pounding it. Does it mold, or well, have you seen it mold? No. And the, and and the reason I ask that is we're in Georgia. Yeah. Humidity's high. Well, humidity's high and all that. But the thing about the mold, anything like that, is the consumption rate. And when a person's going to put it out, if you walk out and put it out during the middle of one of those hurricanes, you know, that's not, you, know, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Right. Let all that pass through, then put it out. You know, don't put it out in a driving rainstorm and throw it in the middle of a puddle of water. Okay. You know, you got to have common sense about where you put it and how you use it. But as far as holding up, I've not had any problems out of it. I mean, they eat it before it has any kind of problem. So we got the protein, 50-pound bags. Mm-hmm. We got the attracts forty pound bags. Mm-hmm. We've went over the block. Yeah, attracts ten pound bags. I was getting there now. <laughs> by golly, Chandler, you getting give me time? It's going too slow. <laughs> but the ten pound bags, I guess that's like a refresher for your sights. A refresher of that and something you can throw in a backpack. Yep. take with you. That's what I said. You know, sling it right out there in front of you. Big giveaway! Hey, listen, everybody out that. there! Big giveaway coming! You better pay attention because there's some blocks and some uh, ten pound bags coming, so you better pay attention to everything. And that's there. what I use the ten pounders for. Is I put them in a bag and in my backpack, and I'll take them with me. How, how much research has been done with a new piece of property? Putting a bag of tracks out. So, say you've, you've, you get a new piece of ground, you put a trail camera out, and you're getting three or four deer. How, how much time has been put in to put a new bag of tracks out and see what the deer numbers? Do, do, do they increase? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have I mean, you you're pulling deer from other properties. I mean, you're pulling deer from all over the place. That's you know? what I was curious about. And, you know, when you put something like that that's so healthy for them, you know, not just what we think they want. That's right. You put out there what they actually want. Because everybody. And have the health of that animal first. Everybody in Georgia is putting corn out. You don't, you don't see soybeans and, and peanuts hitting the ground. You know, you hear peanuts, you hear South Georgia. You think of South Georgia turning them up, you know. So, it, it's I'm sure it's something new to them, and it's they're tired they're tired of hitting on that same corn all the time. So I'm sure you're pulling different deer from different oh, places. Oh yeah, I mean you're providing the nutritional aspect for it, and once they get in it, then that's game over. Right, right. They're going to come back there, and they're going to look for it. That's right. So from a real world standpoint, and the guys that are out there using this product. There's probably no bigger name in the game 
Did I just say that? Yeah. The game, <laughs> the game himself, the player, Matt Jennings. And I want to welcome him to the show, and I want him to give a little insight into his backstory as far as using a tracks. And I didn't even see him slip over there. That was slick. <laughs> he's like a ninja. Really he's like a ninja. I turn back and he's like just there. <laughs> so I, Matt, I'm welcome exci- to the show. I'm excited. Oh, oh he, 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 hey, he filled that set pretty quick. He did. He I'm did. He kicked it off. <laughs> so Matt, welcome to the show. You know anybody who's listened to us previously, you've heard Matt on here. You've heard him talk about it and everything that came from his hunting career. And I can't thank him enough for coming down here and joining us. I know there's been a longstanding history for the uh, SWI team and the game. And to be honest with you, man, it wouldn't be possible for us to be sitting here tonight if it wasn't for you. So first and foremost, thank you and welcome to the show. So, Thanks, man. And I'm glad to be here, guys. So give me a little rundown of uh, how the attracts has played into the game success. It's made my job a whole lot easier. <laughs> you know, I mean – there's every redneck loves a feed corn. Uh, that's Ain't right. no doubt about it. But from Alabama to Georgia, all the way to Kansas, I've had success with it. I mean, it is, it is putting it's. I mean, it's hopped up. Ain't no doubt about it. I mean, it's. I ain't used to this headset. That's, <laughs> it's different. It's different it's than weird, that phone in here, ain't it? Yeah. So when you go from you know Alabama. And you go to Kansas or you go to Oklahoma or you go to anywhere that's legal for you to put this stuff out. You find it vital to your oh, yeah. success putting it out. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll call Chandler. Hey, I need some running out. I got one bag left. And then he gets in trouble when he doesn't call me. Yeah. Then he calls <laughs> then me he up and tells me what's going on in his farm and a deer he's hunting. But he's like, All right, you got a tracks with you, right? Well, no. Airmail it. <laughs> I need you to open up me three sacks of a tracks right he up said, here right I ran now. Out. He said, I ran out. I'm, I'm sure it's tough going to a state that you're like, man, I, I can't bait. I don't know what those states are because I'm yeah. limited to Georgia and it's different. Illinois. Yeah. I don't Especially know. when you get used to the, exactly. the success rate and just bringing the deer to you instead of having to go in their honey hole to actually look for them. You can create your own honey hole. Yeah. And it, it's a game changer on that part. So for you, how many days – on average, and, and it, I guess I won't say on average. I'm going to throw it out there that if you're going to a state in a new spot, as you did this year, yep. and you're throwing a tracks out there on the ground, are you seeing almost, I guess, not immediate success, but how long is it taking them to find that product? 30 minutes. And it's finding it, and they're locking it in. They're locked in, ready to rock and roll. And that's just, this is no joke, and I got trail cameras to prove, or pictures to prove it. We put out some in Oklahoma. I had success out down there. It was cold. It was late season. Deer done got shot up. And uh, the other spot we was at, there was so many cows and turkeys on this property, you couldn't feed. I mean, they was wiping it out. There was no way around it. I mean, it was, right. you couldn't do it. And uh, we went to this other spot, probably 11, 12 o'clock, put a cell camera up, put a bag of attracts out, left. By the time I could go get the stands down from the other property to come back to hang them, I look at my cell phone camera and there's one of the deer I ended up shooting already there. And I'm like, well, that took about 25 minutes. You know? <laughs> and I had to drive back in there to bump the deer off of it to hang the sets. Yeah, that's and, and it speaks to the volume of what this product can do for you as you carry yourself into a new piece of property. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have to be when you're actually there hunting. I get a lot of questions from guys that, you know, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people out there that they can't afford to throw out a feed all year long. I mean, that's just the general thing that comes out. But if you want to see what your property has to offer, 
you need to put a tracks out, and if you throw it out there and they come to it, you better be there within a few days because once it's they're gone, com- they're once, going somewhere else. Yeah, once it gets in their system, just like Chandler was talking about earlier, once it gets in their system, they, they become addicted to it. And I've seen it over and over on multiple states. Had success within Kansas, Ohio, where else? Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, 100%. Ain't no <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. We've had that conversation. Yeah. But you, you definitely find success wherever you go yep. when you're using the product. Now, for a guy that's been in the industry, you're going to hear from everybody out there that's throwing this or throwing that and putting this and putting that. But we said in the beginning, at Talk About It Outdoors, we wanted to partner with things we find successful through our own uses. The Attracts product's been successful for us, and you're hearing it from a guy that's hunting throughout the whole Midwest. This isn't just pertaining to Georgia. It isn't just pertaining to the Southeast. It's going through the Midwest, and it's finding success wherever you go. Oh, yeah. That's what's cool about it. You, you never hear a negative result about it, and that's the cool thing about it. Everybody's got positive outlooks on it. Chandler, take me back to 2017, man. Do you think you'd be sitting here with... Well, I just said you were crazy. <laughs> you lost your mind. <laughs> and, and from a guy that just grew up in Georgia, hunting and doing his own thing, you went into land consultation. You told us earlier, you know, you was dragging around a single or double axle trailer, planting oh, food yeah. plots that with took you two three days. With a 135. 80 what model? Uh, 81. 81 model Massey. How, how many states are you in now selling this uh, the Supreme Attracts? Well, Supreme and Attracts are all the way up the eastern seaboard. I've seen the map online because Alex was. We were looking at it one night. Yeah, I mean, he goes all up into Maine and all that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all. That's where Bordeaux Brothers is, and I was up in Maine. Yeah, how many stores do you think? Oh, pushing <laughs> two hundred. That's awesome. You know, when they sell it at the gas station, it's off the chain. That's right. I mean, right. you can't beat. He'll have he'll have some of those silos around oh, before dude. long. You just pull up to. Him, fill I it just back. can't wait till I get those we'll little peanut sized yeah. sacks. Everybody will be wanting a thing, wanting a little snack of the tracks. Putting it. In you been pocket. thinking about getting a silo? Well, yeah. I mean, they, they we get one in Cherokee had County. Ask us about it. You know, where do you five hundred D board trail? The ice machines. Yeah, that's what we yeah, need. Exactly, and I, let out so much. You know, however much you want. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, so, you you know, you went through all that, and and I'll say this much for you. After talking to you on the phone for the first time and coming down here to Covington, Georgia, and meeting you face-to-face for the first time, you're as humble a person as you could be when you meet you on the phone or talk to you on the phone and you meet you in person. You're as welcoming. And anybody out there that's wanting to get behind a product that's successful, but a guy that stands behind his product 100%, I couldn't ask for anybody better for that. Well, so that's that. that's I mean, very if we're very put cool our to name see. on it. Then it's going to be the very best that it can be. But you know, there's a lot of Simply people out there that aren't like that. Oh yeah, there's yeah. You know, they've changed, and the whole scope and of the whole industry changed. No, when you see that SWI logo, you know that you're getting the very best product that you can buy for those animals. Yeah, and 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 I guess that goes back. And that to, went back all the way into our food plots. Right, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it goes just back making to sure that it's. I mean. Tying up your ends. I mean, making sure it's nice and, I mean, looking good. I mean, I'm not going to plant or put anything out there that's not the best. That's what we strive to do and provide, you know, our customers with the very best possible that we can give them to make, give them the best success possible. So if I'm asking from a guy that's never been in the woods before, never planted a food plot before in North Georgia, I want to plant one food plot 
an acre. What kind of seed? Now I know you're not going to have you're going to have a hard time answering this because you don't know the soil type, blah blah blah, whatever. What is the number one thing that I can do to improve my property, in your opinion, without looking at it, in the grand scheme of planting something? And and just planting something, then I'm always going to go with clover and chicory. Okay. And I'm going to go with the clover and chicory brand from real world, simply because you you compare the tag on it to the tags on others, and <laughs> it's not even close. But anybody out there that doesn't buy food plot or buy seeds in a lot, they need to pay attention to that oh, yeah. tag. Oh, Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, like real world, you're talking a 10-pound bag to the acre at a 94% seed, 95. What are most exactly? of those oh, feed brands? More like seven and a half pounds to the acre and they're at up. a 64 to 65% of actual seed. Yeah, the seed coating and inoculate on it's really colorful and it looks great and it's neat coming out of the bag, but what comes up with it is not so much, um, you know. Uh, look at the amount of weed seed, inert matter, those kind of things, and compare the two. And there's plenty of stuff on YouTube and all that, you know, that they've put out, you know, showing the differences. Right. You know, they're never going to say what a particular product is that they're showing a comparison to. They're right. They never, but, well, and they don't have to. No. That's the thing you should exactly. do as a consumer yourself. Yeah. You're spending your hard-earned money on something, you need to buy the best. Mm-hmm. And if it costs you a few dollars more, why not spend the yep. money on it? Because – I know from my experience, if you buy seed that's out there in the industry and you throw it out and you get grass to come up, you're like, ooh, it's so pretty. I've got grass there. It's growing so great. That's what drives me nuts about everything with ryegrass in it. All there you stuff. go. That's what I'm saying. Ryegrass. Come on. Yeah, you look at that label. That's yeah. what I was going to say. The biggest thing in there is ryegrass. Rye Everything's going to come up, boom, just like mm-hmm. that. And it's going to be green. You get that green. throwing, it's going to come up. I don't, you know, I don't it care don't where you're you put it. don't matter if you're putting it on a rock pile. No, you can grow it on asphalt. Yeah. It comes up But it's junk. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not what, no. So I'm going to kick it back over to you, Matt, while I got you here, man. How's the partnership been with SWI? When I first met, when did we first meet? Two years ago? At yeah. Expo in Georgia? Yep. G-O-N show. G-O-N show. First time I ever met him. Hit it. Right. I met, just like I've known him forever. Pretty much think of him as family now. They're good to me. I mean, they got my back. I got theirs. Hands down. They got awesome products. And you know, when when my name's tied to it, yeah, absolutely, I want it to work. And I'll put that, I'll put the attracts against anybody, anytime, any day of the week, because I know it's going, I know it's going to prevail. And uh, I mean, we've had a good relationship. I think we've done tremendous growing together. And uh, oh yeah, I mean, you we talk weekly. Oh yeah, I mean it ain't just like a bit. I mean it's not you know, a business like relationship. A, a little it's brother, a big but or brother type deal. Like I'll call him, hey dude, what do you think I ought to do? You know, yeah. and then you know, vice versa. With that being said, are you open to um, people reaching out to you by email or anything like that to help with their land management? Oh yeah, program? I mean that. I mean I've always tried to help anybody that calls in, whether it be on my cell phone or send me an email or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, then we do the consulting also, and that's from good. The end of season to the spring green up, and that's good. That's a good humble approach, like Alex was talking about that you've brought to both of us. We both met you for the first time. Alex has talked to you, but that's good to hear that from as good as you're doing with this product to be able to help these people go out and plant. Oh yeah, because I mean, <laughs> this all started like I said with a hundred dollars and a dream, right? Living that dream. I work seven days a week usually. Not because I just love to work that much, but because I love what I'm doing. That's your passion. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. even on my they get mad at me because even on my days off, I'm going to get on a tractor somewhere. Right. I mean, it's just what I love to do. I mean, that's where I like to be. That's all that matters. And you know, you get your quiet time, you ride a tractor, you know, <laughs> do your thing. That's right. And I love seeing what I can do. I mean, my favorite part of deer season is in the off season. It's yeah, I love to, to chase one deer. To prepare for it, yeah. I love to chase one deer, but the preparation, the manipulating a property, planting something, changing setups, whatever it may be, to produce later on and what we can grow, whether it be the deer itself or what we're providing for them, that's what makes me tick. I got another question. Far away. Oh, spinning off a of deer. We're hung up on deer. We got a couple turkeys here. You notice I said clover and chicory is my go-to. Turkey's pounding it. We were 100% success last year mowing clover. Yeah. <laughs> on farms that we turkey hunted. Tur- yeah. Turkeys are pounding this stuff. Even the tracks, too. Oh, yeah. They're hitting feeders. Well, I mean, you don't get too many turkeys in gravity feeders. But, you know, as far right. as, you know, turkeys loving the tracks, yeah, they love it just as much. But like I said, it's been tested. You're not going to mess up and have soft shells in your hatches and all that from corn that's in a tracks not being tested. And that's something every that a lot that of people goes, don't every understand. Every single lot that goes through when a truck pulls up at the plant is tested before they ever dock it. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. They're throwing out, you know, cracked corn or just a, a, a whole kernel corn to feed deer, and their turkeys are coming through yeah. eating it. You The apple-flavored corn, all that is, you know, because it's, it's really cheap. But in, in the end, you can end up hurting your turkeys. Bingo. Wow. And not only I never knew that. Wow. Wow. That's something I and did not, not only, know. Um, making your deer sick, ultimately. I mean, that's why we had, um, you know, because I told you Supreme was developed for a wild animal. Right. Well, leading into the future, like you led to, we're going to look into where well, we're not going to look into. We've already done it. But a pro formula of Supreme that is geared towards nothing but an enclosure. Okay. So a high fence. Because, you know, they feed as well. Yeah, absolutely. But the two are very different. In the wild, you have an abundance of browse and all that. In an enclosure or high fence, you don't. Mm-hmm. So we have to supplement those things out through the feed. Um, but we were approached uh, because certain high fences were taking, uh, they were emptying their protein feeders completely, just all of a sudden, right there before the season. And them pouring out hundreds of pounds of corn on the ground, you know, to get these uh, surveys done for the cameras per UGA standards. Yeah. Um, this is one thing we have a difference on as far as what Georgia goes. <laughs> but uh, uh, lo and behold, they ended up, they were killing some of their older age class deer because of the acidosis. Because essentially with that protein feed, you had a turkey sandwich, no salt, no pepper, wheat bread, Three times a day, all year long. It's like eating a Nick's house. I dumped that out. Oh, all of a sudden, you know better All of a sudden, job boys coming in hot. All of a sudden, one day I take that consistency away from you, and then I pour out the corn, which is the equivalent to me giving you the hottest Cajun food I can get. All of a sudden, right? What's it going to do? Burn your guts, yeah. tearing my belly up. Same thing with the deer. It's like that pizza that was brought over last night. Did it get you? I felt great today. We ended up doing a pro version of uh, a tracks where we brought the corn level down in it, added a pre and probiotic to it, um, and didn't lose a deer. Wow. So they were causing acidosis, is what they were causing, and, and, killing and, the and, older age class. And acidosis is a very, very uh, detrimental 
you know, thing to, to an older class deer. And you and I have had some discussions around that. And, but I've, we, we, we teased on it a little bit ago, you know, what's next for SWI? What, what's the next step for you? You know, you've got the attracts, you've got the spring, you've got the blocks. What's the next step? Next is going to be a bone pushing mineral that we're going to bring to market. That's going to be SWI Supreme triple XL. Whoa! That sounds yeah, big. You heard it here. That sounds You heard big, it here. Boys. Hey, pump them. To pump your brakes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The fire hey, has been lit. Uh, Matt needs to pump your brakes. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. I'll get y'all a little bit. <laughs> he should have done that. Hey, he, he pumped I, the I almost times. did. You, you beat me to it. I know. I'm quick on the trigger. I didn't, so. I didn't want to take your. I didn't want to take your glory from you. So where are we at on the market of that? Uh, that'll be out. I'll hopefully have it for certain private people within the next two weeks. Is Alex, okay. Alex okay. wants to know if he's okay. on that list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that. I've already got a hole over there in the backyard <laughs> at my house. Looks like somebody dug it out with a skid steer bucket. It's just, you know, I've been putting mineral out for years. So, Now, what mineral? Just regular salt. Cow salt? This yeah. is going to be a bone-pushing mineral, not an attractant-type mineral. So it's not going to have near the salt content. Okay. But – you know, same thing. They're going to get what they need of it, because okay. they the same as they do with the feed. Um, and the way I can say about that is, I mean, drink a six, get a six pack of beer. We're going to drink the whole six pack of beer. Right. Six pack of milk. We're going to get what we need and go on. That's right. Yep. Same thing. That's right. sodium, the longer they'll stay. I ain't drinking six pack of milk. I'll throw up. <laughs> yeah, that don't even sound right. Well, I mean, but it, it does make sense. Oh, it makes sense. But is that, is that still, still going to be? I mean, I've always maybe. Being the uneducated hunter, I've always put the salt out early season for the deer. Is that still going to be something you can put out early season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can always have an attractant-type mineral. Okay. And there's some places, uh, I believe Tennessee's one of them, where you can you, have minerals, but you sure. can't, you know, bait. Is that going to be block formula or bag no, formula? No, that'll be bagged. Okay. That'd be good. What size bags? <laughs> triple X or? Triple X. Double X. Is it an Alex size I mean, bag I mean, or a Nick I mean, size no, bag? I mean a Chandler, Chandler size bag. Thicker than a Snicker. Don't make them that big. I can't <laughs> haul that. I ain't going to tote that. I need a dump truck. Well, Chandler, you know, we're winding this thing up, man. And uh, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to Nick because he's got something that he always kicks off, you know, kind of getting to the end uh -huh. of the episodes. And I want him to, to kind of segue into that. So, Nick, what you got for him? <laughs> Alex is already laughing. Can't help myself. <laughs> Right. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I am too now. <laughs> tell us something. Tell us something right off the rip that that you would tell a young hunter coming into the industry that you've learned along the way, outside of attracts. The best piece of advice I can give somebody about becoming a better hunter, whether it's a kid or an adult. Yes. Hang around people that are better than you. Watch, listen, learn. You're always learning. You know, pay attention to what you learn by being out in the woods. Not just what somebody tells you, you know, because people are going to tell you a lot of things. Um, take what works for you yeah, and throw the rest away. But always be learning. Always ask yourself why. That's right. Why do they do that? Why does this work? Why didn't that work? You know, you're always learning. It never stops. Perfect. Perfect answer. Perfect that answer. Was, you you, yeah, you couldn't have hit that one any better. And, and, and I, have, I have one more before we spin off back to these guys, tell us first and foremost what you're thankful for along the way for this journey. And I'm thankful for 
Oh, there's a whole list of things with the life. Throw it out, brother. We got time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We're at Emmett's house. He ain't charging us by the hour. We're good. (laughs) With the life that I've lived, I mean, I'm I'm very blessed. Amen. But I'm just most thankful right now to be able to do what I love every day. I mean, even on my days off, like I said, I mean, it's a dream. And the only thing I can say about that, I mean, everybody's got dreams. This podcast was a dream. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's a matter of getting up and making it happen. It's never going to be easy. It's always going to be a lot of work. But when you love it, you're not working. That's right. And that can be for anything in life. I mean, it doesn't have to be deer hunting or turkey hunting. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely correct, what you said. It doesn't have to be what you're passionate about on your, uh, I guess, as a hobby. Make that whole passion grow in the whole scheme of things. Whether it be, I mean, it can be anything. Your work, it can be sports, whatever. Yeah. Whatever makes you tick. Flick what makes you tick. <laughs> I know where he got Flick, that tick Flick, one from. Flick, Flick sitting here going like that. <laughs> yeah, boy. Alex, I have thoroughly enjoyed coming down to Covington, Georgia this afternoon. I have enjoyed what he said. I mean, put your Supreme Tracks, put your protein out. Get out there early season like a lot of us don't. I'm guilty of it. You know, Absolutely. I Most it on, hunters I, are. I put it on the back burner. I get into rabbit hunting, I'm turkey hunting, I put it on the back burner. Get out there and manage your property wherever you're hunting and put the time and effort into it. And just you're going to gain something out of it if you put it in. It's like anything, like he just said. Whatever your job is, whatever the podcast, whatever you put into it, you're going to get out of Every it. Every bit that you put in, you're going to get back out. You got that right. It's just so, a matter of what level thanks you decide for, to do. Yeah. Emmett, thanks for inviting us in your house. Thanks for having us, taking care of us. He's in the garage. He's out there eating some yeah. barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it's it's been a good it's been a good afternoon. It has, it has. So um I, you know, the really the only thing I've got left is, you know, I I'm thankful Matt Jennings coming down and, you know, hanging out with us, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun to get your take on uh I guess the real world side of things. And the only question I've got for you is uh, you know, What's what's up with you? I got I, before up, I go over here to Chandler. What you know? What's next for for the game? You know, we since we last spoke, there's been a there's been a few flips there. So you want to let us flips, in on? Man. You want to let us in on a little bit of it? I never would have thought in a million years a little bitty redneck from Woodland, Alabama, would be at the statue I'm at right now. The good Lord's blessed me in my grandpa's Bible. There's I can't I cannot remember exactly what scripture it is but it says if you pray for something enough it eventually happen and i probably have said the same prayer since i was 15 years old i turned 31 the other day and here i am and it's every bit of it's come true i signed with St. lock through corporate i just had to sign through corporate with bear and trophy ridge i hadn't went public with that yet so y'all the first son guns to hear about it and, uh, you've been hashtagging I've, it though. i've been, been, I've been trying to do a little bit i don't want to get in trouble you know and you know being blessed to work with chandler and all the guys from swi man and it's just been a ride and my crew i got with me russell he's here and and uh just been truly blessed man and just taking it all in like chandler said when you love what you do you don't never have to go to work. But yeah, it's all about true. what you put into it. And like me and Chandler was talking about earlier, you know, we always worry about plan A because if you got a plan B, you're planning on failing on plan A. So mm-hmm. we're going – we got it to the throttle yeah, right now. We're playing no A plan all B. the way, you know. Or we're just going to take I it to another level. I ain't going to get you level. with the puppy brakes on that one, but that's <laughs> good. You may have just named the show. <laughs> if you got a plan A, that is awesome. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, so, you just got to – 
everything I've always done has been souped up. I ain't never like do nothing regular, and that's the way I like to keep it, you know. So I mean, we we're gonna rock and roll and blow it up and and keep on going. So that I, is, and that I gotta awesome. I gotta thank Matt for hooking us up with Chandler. Man, I, I appreciate it. I don't I don't talk to you like Alex does, but man. For, for us, it's all about it's all about who you know bro. for our so partnership man you. thank you for for helping us oh out. yeah man yeah. i think i mean yeah. you know and y'all getting started i think y'all got a good thing going and i think y'all can be the next big thing on podcast i mean you got the mouth of the south right <laughs> here right. so, <laughs> so i mean you know <laughs> sure the only thing you gotta do is just let him do his thing and i that's think right. y'all got it made now, right. i honestly do y'all got a good group of guys and i see a good bright future for y'all and i appreciate y'all having me on here yes, and inviting me yes, sir. Man, i appreciate everybody coming well, tonight, you know, we a lot of people to be thankful for. You know, Russell came down. He did some video for him. Matt's been here with us. The game, y'all can find him on all the social media platforms. You can find him out there. Wesley's been here with his camera. I appreciate yep. you coming down and sticking with us. You know, my man over here, he's been he's been hauling it in. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Emmett, thank you very much for inviting here, us into your one. home. They're free. <laughs> 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 Golly, you know, out like the clockwork. <laughs> hey, you got a guy over here that's uh, that's been behind the camera about the whole time, Matt. You, yeah, uh, Matt Port. That's his right Matt hand Ports, man. That's your right hand yeah. man here, Matt. I talked to you for the first time the other day. It was a pleasure to speak with you on the phone, and I know you and I are going to be talking a lot more for everybody over at your you know at your team. You know, you got an office uh, office guy um, mm-hmm. that you 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 know that works with you. Got a, a lady yeah. I spoke Alan with on and the Christina. phone. Yeah, that's Alan Alan's and wife. Christina. So they 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 are. You know, very pleasant mm-hmm. to speak with. If you need anything from them, We've you can whole, reach yeah, out. A whole family and myself. I mean, Matt's just like me, Emmett. You know, if you call up and you get one of us on the phone and you got a question, I mean, we're going to do our very best to answer it. Well, and I think the grand scheme of it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a, a, a saying here that that one of my I guess favorite people in the world. He's a guy in Tennessee. His name's Doyle Lane. He always said to me, and and I've never said this on the show, but he said, good people find good people. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt, when he told me that, in 2013, when I met him in Iowa, I've spent my time in Tennessee with those guys. I've spent my time in Florida with those guys. And good people, I think, find good people. And if you treat people right and you 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 do do well with everybody that's around you, you're going to develop those relationships and you're going to find – a good thing oh, yeah. come from it, and just be genuine. Oh, yeah. you know, be genuine, and you know, huh. Mike, you talked about the scripture. You know, uh, my grandmother said one at one time, "Believe in yourself, my son, and no one else will." <laughs> yeah, Amen, Amen. And that's one thing I always noticed about Matt. The first time I ever met him, he was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first time and I ever he met him, he was ready for the gas yet. Well, and I think the the. The biggest thing that I'm thankful for this evening is, you know, the relationships we've been able to build. Matt got me in touch with you, and you and I have been poking, oh, poking yeah. fun at each other all oh, day, yeah. every day. And, you know, you've led me to some things that are coming in the future that is absolutely beyond my wildest dreams of what this could be in a short amount of time. Nick keeps me grounded because I'm an excitable person. I like to talk a lot, and I'll call him, and I'll be like, oh, this is going on. What's going on? And he's like, calm down. But that's, okay. that's why we love you, though. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's the Knock my feet out, and I'm like, and I'm sitting in the corner, like, well, I was excited, but yeah. Nick didn't talk. And I call Cody, and he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, call Nick. And I call Nick, and I'm like, and I call Cody back, and it's like, oh, no, I better not get too excited. For that. <laughs> but, but coming down here tonight, you know, when you first hit it me up, you know, a couple of weeks ago on this, it was something I was excited for. We've talked about it every day. You know, we dropped an episode last night, and it was almost, 
at the end of it, we were packing our stuff up. We was putting it in a big box we'd bought, you know, and it was it was like, oh, my goodness, we're going I mean, on the road. And that's another thing, thing I and mean, that's why another big deal is you're so great at these podcast stuff. I mean, I enjoyed so much listening to the first podcast that I heard with y'all and Matt. Yep, yep. That's why I wanted to do this because it's on film. Yeah. And that will be transferring to our YouTube channel. So anybody out there that wants to find anything about SWI, they can find it at SWISupreme.com. www.swisupreme.com. Southeast Wildlife Innovations on YouTube, um, which that's just getting going. And we'll have a lot of educational stuff coming behind that. We just filmed burning and reclaiming roads and fire breaks and all that. And, of course, we're going to follow it up with turkey hunting afterwards. But, um, Golly. You know, gobble, gobble, gobble. I know. I'm huh. scared to oh, death. You're going to come Oh, I'm coming. I'm he's inviting coming myself. We're going to murder on. stuff. Chandler, I got a quick question. I, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit ago, but are you are you are you willing to do like site visits on people's property to help them out? Well, that's it, what we do with the consulting. I mean, oh, you do do yeah, the consulting oh, yeah. already. Okay, it's all hands on. This thing rolling. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. awesome. On. That's we'll, awesome. We'll be going to uh, just the other side of Macon tomorrow. Matt and myself are going to go look at a farm, and then I'll have. I think I got three next week to go to. That's awesome. And we'll do detailed layout plans for those farms. Are and you then, revisiting those farms once a week, once a month, anything? Well, I mean, or you just kind of get on that, that game plan? On, that depends on what the customer wants after we give them that initial layout. When we come through and look at the property, we're going to give a layout with maps and whatnot and then of suggestions that we suggest for the property to undergo, you know, changes. And you either decide to do them or you don't. You can pay us to do it or you can do it yourself, you know. That's fabulous. There's so many people out there that need that, and, that, and that's actually a great idea to get that spawning to these people because a lot of people are buying property now just because oh, yeah. it's so hard to find a lease. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's consulting that's a, on uh, properties that people are looking at buying. You yeah. Know, and, I mean, why that. wouldn't you do yeah. it? Yeah. They I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you're going to spend that kind of money on a farm. You want to make sure it's going to live up to what you want it to be. Yeah. Just some, idea, I mean, not, even, not every piece of property is created equal. Right. That's, man, that's get, not man. when it comes to wildlife. Is that's not. awesome. Well, you know, from from everything we've been able to do tonight, Emmett's over here dancing on the camera. Don't don't get him excited, Emmett. Goodness that's, gracious. That's employee oh, of the month yeah. right there, boys. Hey, all I got to ask is y'all leave this stuff here. <laughs> don't get started. We're live right now. We're recording. So, don't break the camera. You know, what, what we said, you know, Chandler, as we've went, it's been a great experience tonight. You know, we couldn't ask for this to be anything more. You know, we talked about coming down. I told you in the beginning, I said, we like to get down. Oh, I've enjoyed the full of because I've been nervous as long until I in a room full of rocking chairs. Well, how's it been for you? Oh, it's been great. Well, a lot different what, than I thought it would be sitting in here. Well, and that's what I said. When we come down, we need to talk about, you know, get hang out before, oh, kind yeah. of loosen up mm-hmm. and everything else. So, but as Nick said, I want to thank you very much for all the opportunities that you've extended to us thus far and the partnership that, you know, Matt couldn't ask him to do anything more than what he's done for us. He's, you know, extended us the opportunity to come down here and speak with you. You've extended some opportunities beyond this for us to guys, you know, talk to guys and and go from there, and it's only going to grow from here. I I, I see the attracts. I see the supreme. I see Southeast Wildlife Innovations going, you know, to the moon and back. And I promise – there's not a louder voice in North Georgia right now than this old boy, and I'm screaming it at the top of my lungs what you're doing and what it's going with. Well, I and uh, that. I can promise 
I may not. I may not be the mouth of the South, but I'm going to be a You're mouth of the close. South. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. Top five. <laughs> yeah, top five. five. Easy. Top five. I'm going to go top three. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to give him all that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to get his head too big. <laughs> I we'll never get back to Wallace good tonight. So, I appreciate you very much for having us out tonight. Um, anything coming. you want to you want to close us on? I ain't got me talking quite a bit already. <laughs> you talk more you than I expected close, you to. You close it out how you Nick, choose. anything from you? No, I've enjoyed being here. Matt? I'm good, man. Hey, you throwed it out. You dropped something that nobody else knows on this show. On the show. And, so you, and, you, and, and the bad thing about it, everybody listening, Alex did not bring me a hat. Tell it, no, I told him to bring it. He brought Chandler a hat, what, what, he didn't what, bring me a hat. What's funny is he don't even know what's coming. I ain't tell even going to tell him. Tell us where to find all your stuff, Matt. Real quick. Uh, man, you caught me off guard. Hold on. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. <laughs> uh, Carbon TV, uh, Moss Yoke app, My Outdoor TV, My Outdoor TV. We'll be probably rolling on Pursuit Channel next July, third quarter and fourth quarter. Um, where else? Gen 7. Probably our main platform, the easiest, is Carbon TV. Yeah. But, but they can we catch all your updates on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, yeah. We run stuff on YouTube on Matt Jen's The Game, um, Facebook, The Game, Instagram, The Game 365, or Matthew underscore Jennings, or Russell Addison Photography. Okay. Yeah. Golly, you had to get that one in there. The man's <laughs> dropping more fire pictures than a golly boagle. Oh, on I, fire. I've seen <laughs> stuff in Gucci that ain't as good as what Russell Addison. <laughs> I'm telling you, son. He's got it going he can on. Thanks for taking some pictures. One, one last thing, Alex, before you close out. Go get your protein. Put it out. Hey, where can you find that protein, Nick? You can hit us up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all are, y'all are uh, dealers. We are right? a, we're a dealer now. Hey, what yeah. kind of hookup can you get a brother? <laughs> Y'all catch me in the DMs. <laughs> y'all, y'all jumping in the DMs. DMs, and I'm not going to hook you up. No, it, it's been a great experience coming down here tonight. Uh, hour and a half from home, but we feel like we're right at home. That's right. You know, we're That's down right. here with friends. We're down here with guys that we're probably going to consider family for this is all over with. And as we say, it's never going to end the journey as we go. I'm finding myself getting better and better at, I don't want to say, catching the, the the little things, but wanting to find those little things that, that drive people. The future and, begins today. Hey. We as, say that all the time. As SWI says, the future begins hey, today. Hey, there's an episode. Golly. <laughs> Y'all gave me like 14 name episodes. I'm going to have like a whole the list. begins today. SWI, the future does begin today. And I can't thank you, everybody enough for tuning in tonight. Um this episode's twenty. I can't. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> fathom that. So, I'm gonna close it out as I always go. Smile as you go, and don't forget, mount of memories. <laughs>